Hello, and welcome back to the Physical Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Mead, where it's all about living and moving pain-free, becoming more embodied so you can become strong, capable, and confident in your body so you can live a meaningful life and ultimately become the strongest version of yourself. All right, my friends, I am really excited to talk to you today because we are going to dive deep as we do on this podcast. This isn't about the surface. This isn't about, you know, just hacking away at the symptoms and the branches of the tree. It's about going to the root. It's about addressing our foundations so we can create deeper levels of change, deeper levels of transformation in the body because that's how we roll here. That's what we do. And you know what? I think it's time that we had a talk. I think it's time that we had a conversation, just me and you, about your relationship to your body. Don't you think? I think so. I think this is really important um, because you know what? When it comes down to it, you can do all the exercises and the routines and the movement practices and all that really good stuff. But unless we're addressing your relationship to your body, you know, and by relationship, I mean the beliefs that you have, the stories, the mindset, the patterns, you know, your attitudes, all that stuff, these things that are kind of under the surface, until we address that, we're not really going to get to where we want to go. So that is what this episode is going to be all about. I hope that wherever you're at, whether you're in the car or you're on a nice walk, maybe you're at the gym, whatever it is that you're doing, I hope that you really take some time to reflect on some of these principles and these ideas because if you do this, if you do this work, it's not easy work. I'm just going to preface this right off the bat. This is not easy work, but if you do it, I promise you it is going to pay off big time. And if you've been trying to do all the quote unquote right things, you know, you've been foam rolling and, you know, doing corrective exercises and functional movements and, you know, maybe even doing natural movement stuff outside and all these things that are supposed to help you feel better and feel strong in your body and it's not quite working, this might be the missing piece for you. This might be the reason why you kind of haven't gotten to where you want to go yet. So today I want to talk to you about two very important principles. And if you understand these, it's going to fundamentally transform the way you experience your body, the way you move. You're going to feel stronger. You're going to feel more confident. And all of those things that you really want for yourself are going to start to open up for you. So the first one is all about kind of this hierarchy that we have and this kind of split that we have with the body. If you understand this, it's going to be a game changer. The second thing is really starting to understand the signals that your body is sending to you 
and the flow of information. So those two things might have sounded a little bit heady, but trust me, stick with me. I'm going to break it down for you. Um, and I believe that once you once you really get these at a core level, uh, you're going to start to notice all the different ways that these things show up for you. And what was once kind of invisible and always kind of running like a script in the background is going to become conscious, right? And we go through these stages of development. You know, you might be familiar with these kind of four quadrants of unconscious incompetence, right? You don't know what you don't know. You're, and you don't know what you're not good at. Uh, then you go to conscious incompetence. You're aware of the fact that you're maybe lacking in something or you don't have competency in some area. And then you go to comp conscious competence, right? You can do it, but only when you're being really mindful. And then eventually you get to the stage, if you practice long enough, where you can have unconscious incompetence. A new pattern has been formed and it's there. It's working without you having to do much. And that's really the goal that I would like to encourage you to have. And that's the goal that I encourage all of my students to have with Embodied Breakthrough is to get to this place where we practice these patterns enough, whether it's a mindset pattern or a movement pattern, to then where it can happen automatically, right? And then we can just have more trust and more freedom and we don't have to constantly be kind of micromanaging everything. Although I will say that pain and tension and these things, um, or even just, you know, practicing something new, it's a beautiful opportunity as well to develop more embodiment and more of a connection with yourself. So I encourage you to look at those things in that way as well, because that's, what's going to ultimately going to get you to where you want to go. If you have this kind of negative habitual response to it, um, it's, it's going to kind of trap the tension and the pain and things like that in your body. So, all right, that was a little bit of a side tangent, a little bit of a rant. Let's talk about this split, right? Some people, they talk about the need to listen to your body. You need to listen to your body. Some people even say, you know, you need to speak kindly to your body. Why is that? Why do we have this split in the first place between the mind and the body? Have you ever thought about that? We kind of just take it for granted. But the reality is, I don't know of anyone that exists as a mind without a body. You know, even in those Simpson episodes, or was it Futurama? I forget. Maybe it's both, um, you know, where they have the head in a glass jar there's still a head, right? There's still a head that the, the mind lives in. So to my knowledge, we can't have a mind without a body, at least not yet. Maybe eventually we'll be able to export our minds into computers or something like that. But for now, we exist with both the mind and the body. And 
We like to act as if they're these separate things, but they're actually very interrelated. But because we've created this separation, right? Descartes' famous words, I think, therefore I am. We associate thinking with existing. Because we've created this separation, then we create this hierarchy. And we act like the mind's, you know, the body's main function actually is just thinking. But let's, let's, you know, let's take a step back here because I don't know if that's, if that's actually true. You know, when we look at the development of the brain, we can actually see that the fundamental purpose of the brain is to create movement. And to create movement, of course, for purpose of survival, to get food and, you know, all that stuff. But when you look at certain creatures like the sea squirt, when it becomes stationary, it, it attaches it, you know, after a certain period in its life, it stops needing to move and it attaches itself to another object. It literally digests its own brain at that point because it doesn't need a brain anymore. It doesn't need to move. And it's, that's just wasted energy. So that's really interesting, right? Maybe movement and the body and the brain can coexist in this way where there's actually harmony there and we don't need to have this split. You know, so often we think that like there's one area of the body that's like the center um, of attention. It's the most important area. And we talk about the head is the crown, right? The head is the crown. Or sometimes we talk about as the heart as like lead with your heart or the heart is the most important thing. And I really like this Alan Watts um, talk. You should look it up if you haven't listened to it already. But he talks about how ridiculous it is to kind of center and create this hierarchy between different areas of our body, right? Because you could make an argument either way, like the most important thing is the stomach. And if you can't digest food, then you can't feed energy into the heart or the brain or the lungs. You can make the argument that the lungs are the most important thing. If you don't get oxygen in and you don't breathe you're literally going to die. If you don't have legs, how are you going to move around and actually be able to get food? You know, so we can make an argument for the kind of the exaltation of any one part of the body, but when it really comes down to it, I think having this hierarchy in and of itself is, is one of the things that holds us back. So, the reason I talk about all this stuff, you know, you might be wondering like, Hey, Jonathan, like, okay, that's really interesting. A lot of interesting ideas. Where are you going with this? The reason I bring this up is because we say these things to ourselves all the time. Like my body let me down or my body betrayed me or my body broke down. And what we don't often realize is that we are speaking from this place of a split, 
from this place of a hierarchy in and of itself. And we create these mindsets of, you know, no pain, no gain, or the body can't be trusted. We need to tame the body and beat it into submission. And what this amounts to, and this is going to blow your mind because once you start to recognize this, you're going to be like, holy crap, I can't believe how much I've been operating this way. What this amounts to is this kind of top-down approach. So you can think about it in terms of the flow of information, right? If we are to go with this kind of split and, you know, whether it's real or artificial, of the body and the mind, the mind can send information down to the body, can send commands and tell the body what to do. You know, you might talk to yourself and think like, oh, well, my knee doesn't hurt or it shouldn't be hurting or, you know, oh, just, you know, suck it up, move through it, deal with it, ignore whatever is going on. That is an example of top-down flow of information. So is managing your movement patterns from a place of trying to do things with perfect form or technique. All right, my big toe should be here, my, you know, my left butt cheek should be in this spot and my right shoulder should be, you know, a centimeter to the right. That is a top-down approach where the mind is sending commands and signals to the body, right? We also have a bottom-up approach which doesn't get much play and doesn't get much attention, but think about your body sending signals up. A really easy way to think about this is hunger, right? You feel a sensation of hunger in your belly and there's a kind of a, a pang or an ache or something like that. Maybe you get hangry, you get you know irritable, and then those signals come up to your brain and say, hey, we need to get some food. We need to find a you know, place to eat or we need to go to the fridge and look for something, right? So that's an example of bottom up. And most people get that with hunger, but we also have these signals all the time coming from our body, asking for movement, asking for something to be paid attention to. Most of us experience these signals when the body is kind of getting to the point where it's yelling, right? And that might come in the form of, you know, a headache. It might come in the form of back pain. It might come in the form of just tension and stress that's built up until the point where your shoulders are kind of rounding forward and you develop knots in your back. That is kind of like what happens when your body is continuing to talk, trying to send signals up to your mind, to your brain, and those signals aren't getting through because maybe you're prioritizing something else. Maybe you're working at the computer or trying to get a task done and you don't feel like you have time to listen to your body or you've disassociated from your body to the point where you've kind of dampened those signals and those signals have to get to the point where they're, you know, on full blast where the volume is turned all the way up in order to get your attention.
And that might be when you start to foam roll or you go to the chiropractor or something like that. So we have the top down, right? Telling the body what it should be doing or, you know, what we want it to be doing. And that's the mind leading. And then we have the body sending signals and information up. And that can come in the form of tension. It can come in the form of pain. It can come in the form of a lot of different things. Sometimes it can just be an emotion and a desire to move energy through your body. So the reason I want to share this kind of, you know, lens or perspective of looking at the body is because the map that we have of the body directly informs how we relate to it. And from there, we can choose to create a new relationship. Now, sometimes when you start getting into this, you know, landscape of, okay, well, maybe you realize I haven't been listening to my body very much. That information has been mostly flowing top down and I need more information flowing and more signals coming bottom up. You might feel like you don't know how to understand those signals. Maybe you're afraid of those signals. Maybe you don't know what to do with them. So it's not always enough to just listen. That's why in the work that I do and the work that I do with students, we go through a process of learning how to reorient to your body and learn how to move again. (laughs) You know, it seems so like basic, like we shouldn't need to do this, but a lot of times when we've been disassociating or when we haven't been making space for those signals of the body to come through, we need to relearn basic movement patterns, foundational movements. We need to learn how to connect with different areas of our body, like our core, like our hips, our spine, our feet, our breath. We need to learn foundational patterns like getting up and down from the ground, developmental movements, squatting, hinging, lunging, reaching, crawling, walking. We need to repattern these movements so we can then have access to them and then understand the language of our body again. You know, it's not always enough to just say, hey, listen to your body. Sometimes you need to go through a process to relearn the language of your body so you can be able to communicate with it articulately and you can have what I call physical literacy. If you listen to the last episode I did with um, Evian, my wife, uh, that was a great episode. I'm, and the feedback from you guys has just been amazing from that. Highly recommend you check that episode out. But in that last episode, she talked about that too, you know, having this literacy of being able to understand your sexuality, being able to understand the signals. And sometimes you need a re-education process in order to do that. So if that's the case for you, I highly recommend you seek out resources, mentors, communities, 
you know, where you can go through that process again to, yes, learn to listen, but also to understand what the body is trying to tell you and learn how to let more of those signals come through so you can let your body take the lead. And that's how you learn to honor and trust its wisdom. That's how you learn. That's how you learn to become a better ally of your body. So the kind of the theme of this episode has been becoming a better ally because so often we kind of, we're not, we're not a good friend to our body. We kind of treat our body like it's an adversary. And it doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to be at odds with ourselves. You know, we don't have to be split internally. And I think about how so many of our problems are caused by this split we have with ourselves. And if we can learn to be a better caretaker of our bodies, a better steward of ourselves, a better friend, a better caretaker, how much would that transform ourselves? How much would that transform our lives? How much would that transform the world if we could just do that? So I believe this is incredibly important work. This is transformative work. I hope that understanding you know, some of the dynamics here helped you just validate your experience, maybe, you know, um, give a little bit more context and understanding to your experience. And of course, if it doesn't resonate with you, as always, you know, trust your own wisdom, trust your own experience, investigate that, you know, you don't have to listen to me. Um, I'm just here to offer to you my perspective, what I've learned through my own process, my own journey and working with hundreds of students, you know, all over the world, um, learn to reclaim their physical freedom. If you want some support on this journey, you know, there's a few different ways that you can get that. Of course, the podcast is here for you and that's a great way to engage. But if you want to go a little bit deeper, you can go to uncagedhuman.com forward slash workshop. I put together a 90 minute training that guides you through the five key shifts you need to make in order to reclaim your physical freedom. It's kind of like a roadmap that you can follow and give you some, you know, just tangible lessons that you can apply to your life. I get into things like, you know, the importance of aligning with your DNA, the importance of focusing on the foundations. What are the foundations? I talk about spinal training spinal intelligence, developmental movements, the deep core, how to start to connect with that, why we have disconnected from it, um, stuff like that. I also talk about the importance of tribe and mentorship and why that is so vital, you know, if you really want to make this change happen for yourself. So you can check out that, uh, again, uncagedhuman.com forward slash workshop. You can also join our free Facebook group, Reclaiming Physical Freedom. Uh, that group is growing every single day, every single week. We have such an amazing group in there. Um, <laughs> and the way you guys are sharing and showing up there, 
has just been nothing short of incredible. And it's really powerful to be a part of a like-minded group of other people that are on the same path as you, that are on the same journey. You know, we all have our different twists and turns and experiences, but it's really valuable in my experience to surround yourself with people that are doing what you want to do or have done what you're trying to do. And that can just make all the difference. So highly recommend that you check out that group. Uh, You can just search that on Facebook or you can go to uncagedhuman.com. We have a link in the navigation for you to check that out. I hope this has been a valuable episode for you. I know it's a little bit more kind of philosophical and stuff like that, but I hope it's been valuable for you. In the next episode, I'm going to sit down with one of my mentors and teachers uh, that I'm really excited to bring on the podcast, Dr. Brett Jones, uh, an amazing chiropractor, philosopher, poet, movement educator, workshop leader. Uh, he's also He also trains other chiropractors. So stay tuned for that episode. We'll be coming out next week. Uh, in the meantime... You know, check out some of those resources at uncagedhuman.com. See if they resonate with you. Um, as always, share this episode, guys. Uh, share this episode and tag me on Instagram when you share it at Jonathan Mead uh, or tag me on Facebook, Jonathan Mead. We need to get this out there to more people. I believe this is one of the most transformative things you can do for yourself and for the people around you and for the world is to become a better ally to your body and to reclaim your physical freedom. And I need your help to get this out there to more people. So please uh, share this, tag me uh, when you do, you know, use the hashtag physical freedom. Let me know you're sending it out there. Leave a rating, review, all that good stuff. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world right now. And my challenge or invitation for you for this episode is to take out a journal and spend five minutes answering this one simple question. How can I be a better ally to my body?